0: And the world of freedom,
1: Mr. Gorbachev,
2: open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. This
3: is
1: Radio Goethe Magazine with Arn Peltner. News and information from the heart of Europe.
3: Hello and welcome to Radio Gute Magazine. I'm Arndt Bielten. In today's program we focus on the music, on a festival and on an experimental band. So stay tuned. Every summer at the end of July, the so-called Treffen takes place in the historic city of Nuremberg. Right in the center of town, musicians from all over the world play for free, some of them on organized stages some just at street corners with a guitar in their hand. This year Finland is the focus at the Badentreffen, with lots of bands coming from up north down to the Franconian city. Of course, the legendary Leningrad cowboys will be there to headline the festival. Nina Paula took a look behind the scenes of the Badentreffen.
4: My name is Charlie Fischer. I'm the promoter of this festival, Badentreffen.
2: So here we are, the Bardentreffen. Where does this name come from? It reminds me a little bit of Asterix.
4: You can think it's like from France, but there was a very famous German writer called Hans Sachs and he was literature and also singer. He was a civil writer, not scientific literature in the 16th century. And in the year 1976, they celebrated his 400th day of his death, and this was this anniversary was the kick-off of the festival called Bardentreffen because he was uh, writing lyrics and singing like the middle-aged people, and they said, "Oh, we have the same tradition uh, in the youth." 1976, singer-songwriter from America, uh, some kinds like Leonard Cohen or Bob Dylan, and there was uh, also a tradition in Germany in these times, and so they started this Barden-Treffen in Nuremberg. One man, one guitar, one song, maybe critical song.
3: Hans
2: Sachs was born in Nuremberg.
4: Yes, Hans Sachs was born in Nuremberg. The most famous uh, part of Hans Sachs is he wrote the Meistersinger of Nuremberg. Uh, later, uh, Richard Wagner uh, did his famous opera. And in one of these venues where this Meistersinger played, we also let people sing on Badendreffen. It's called Saint Katharina.
2: There is this Hans Sachsplatz 2 here in Nuremberg. Does this Badentreffen take place there or where does it take place?
4: No, the Badentreffen is an open air and free festival. These are two very important things. Free entrance and open air on six, seven um, stages. Uh, for Nuremberg is a medieval city, a large ancient city with towers, with a castle, and we have Gothic churches and uh, beneath the Gothic churches we have places and there are the stages and the main place, Hauptmark called, this is the uh, largest venue, about 30,000 people, and in the medieval city to show uh, this environment of the churches, of the old houses, and open air you can go from uh, one place to the other you don't have to pay uh, any entrance and it's a little bit like in italy in summer here in nuremberg when the sun is shining
2: (laughs) so when this festival started it was in in 1976 and it started with one man one guitar one song Um, how many people were coming to the concert
4: Uh, It was a big event. There were 2000 people uh, here and uh, you must remember it was a new form of musicians. We had uh, a German tradition called Schlage or we had English and American pop songs. Uh, Nuremberg was um, some kind of American army were here after the war and so we had very much American music and in the other parts of Germany there were English people and there were English pop beat music, they called it in these times. And so there is something new, there is one a man singing with one guitar in German, that was new, and not La La Pop songs uh, with more social critical songs. Uh, talking about war, talking about the girls, also um, talking about relationships between uh, girls and boys, uh, talking about society in Germany. Like uh, in America, there was this tradition in the 60s, Newport Festival. Pete Sieger, Bob Dylan started there also, Phil Ox, and something like this. And we had a little bit of this tradition in Germany called Burgwaldeck. It was At the end of the sixties, and it was developing, and we had famous uh, Germans chansonniers. The tradition of France was also coming in, and we had then the singer-songwriters here in German language. And it was very new. It was about uh, it was for uh, young men and girls, long hair, beards, uh, and and this time of the seventies was a a special time in Germany.
2: So it started as a political festival or not?
4: Um the themes were mostly political, but it was a singer-songwriter a, a music festival. It was from the city of Nuremberg organized.
1: Alle!
2: In the time of the GDR, the uh, mayor also invited bands from the GDR. Did they come?
4: It was very difficult uh, because there was a great um, governmental um, department in, in the GDR and you had to write and uh, to them whether they are allowed to go out and then there was a big bureaucratic war And some of them were allowed to go out to bring money back to the GDR and also to show how good the GDR was. It was not so exactly to see who was allowed and why he was allowed, but in the 80s we had very, I think every year two, three groups from the GDR.
2: Did you talk to the artists?
4: Uh, they were normal Germans <laughs> as we were, and uh, they were open-minded, uh, not uh, the, like the people living in in this country, because they had the right to go out and travel uh, through the world, and it was very normally.
2: Could you name some headliners of the Baden Treffen from the beginning and from the years after?
4: Um, Baden Treffen has a long history. And we uh, started with German singers, but then we had also people from other countries living in Germany. So we developed an international festival uh, with world music and um, uh, with groups from over the world. So we had town von Sands, town von Sands from America, as we uh, we had Khaled from Algeria, or German singer-songwriters like Heinz-Rudolf Kunze, Klaus Lage, they started in the beginning of the Baden-Treffen. Their career started in the 70s with such festivals.
1: Ich habe Jesus gesehen, als nah
4: Nowadays we have this special kind of world music, folk music, singer-songwriter music.
2: But there is always a theme, every year has its theme.
4: We tried to show the people in Nuremberg what kind of music uh, is possible. Because if you hear radio, you hear the top 40. Everywhere in the world, there's no difference. If you go to internet, web radio, everywhere they play the same music. But there is much more music in the world, everywhere. And so we tried to show this, what doesn't happen and we'll uh, lay our focus on countries in the world or in Europe. This year we have Finland, it's in the north of Europe. Last year we had France and try to show the different styles of music in these countries. And and it's very interesting for many people because they don't know this. Uh, For example in Finland you have a great tango uh, movement. Uh, uh, tango is a traditional dance, meanwhile in Finland and half the, uh, of the summer, not all summer long, but <laughs> half the summer long, uh, they dance tango. On the other side they hear heavy metal music. That's not, uh, not our theme on this festival, but uh, you don't believe that it's possible in Finland.
2: With everything I uh, remember about Finland Finnish music is the Leningrad Cowboys. They come, but there is much more.
4: The Leningrad Cowboys, I think it's a better uh, a cover band in this way, but the other side is this crazy uh, style they have, and the show they have, but we have also People from very north, uh, like, um, they have their own folk tradition and Finland was divided between uh, Sweden and Russia. And th- so there are Swedish traditions in Finnish music and Russian traditions. And we have a group with this Russian traditions. We have a very crazy group. Uh, they are called La Sega del Canto. It's a singing saw. This guy wanted to learn guitar in his youth, but his father said, "No, no, it's too uh, too long way to the next lessons. You can try our saw here." and so so he plays his singing song and and other guys playing guitar, and they sing very crazy. Finnish people are very crazy.
2: Is it only Finnish music this year, or are they other artists too?
4: We have about 60 groups uh, on our festival and about 8 to 10 are from the theme and this other is is very widespread, we have children program, we have this normal German singer, songwriter, folk music, we have all traditional German songs, we have funny groups, that's one of, of the ways we have in Germany, they try to make funny songs. We have a little bit world music orientated, uh, one group from France, uh, but he uh, formerly comes from Algeria. He plays a little bit Andalusian, Algerian uh, music. We have ska music, um, South American music, Argentina, Colombia, but not pop music, uh, this kind of folk music.
1: And here comes, Katsaturian. Yes, here it <laughs>
4: What I like is that this ancient town Nuremberg, with its heavy Gothic, uh, we have the houses, the old houses are built with big quarters and and they're a little bit grey, and in the winter it it sometimes you feel depressed, and everywhere is the castle over it, and it looks like. Like in a, in a, in a film, or in a storybook, uh, in a fairy tale. And in the summer, when the sun shines, when everywhere in the city is music, you have the feeling you are in the south, everyone is happy. And very much people come to join together on this date. If they were in a class and they have a meeting of the class, they say, oh, let's do it on the Baden-Dreffen date. And there are very peop- much people coming. We have the 33rd baden this year, I know very many people uh, who married uh, the guy they met at baden also the bad side also I know (laughs) couples uh, who are divorced uh, but that's why uh, people come it brings people together they have a good time and they love music the city and the ambient we have about between 200 and 500,000 people on this weekend on, in
3: the whole city. And since this year Finland is the focus, here is some music from up north by the band Swang. And they are also at the Badentreffen. If you have a chance, come visit Nuremberg. The festival is amazing and presents the city and the musicians in a beautiful way. From tango and the Badentreffen to experimental music and the band Troom. That is music to be challenged by, but hey, sometimes it's worth to sit down, listen and be surrounded by something different. Raphael Smasoch with a portrait of Troom.
0: Talking about the German duo Trum, their name and offspring from an old German word meaning dream, one has to immediately think about the mystery of the drone. In music sciences, the drone is considered to be a note or a chord which is sustained or permanently repeated throughout a musical composition or improvisation. Typical instruments which are related to the sound of a drone are for example the Scottish bagpipes or the hurdy-gurdy, its origin can even be traced back to the 11th century. That means that the drone is a unique and timeless musical expression. Even transcriptions of ancient Greek music show that the drone was a common sonic element back then. The prelude to Richard Wagner's Rheingold belongs to the most popular drone pieces in the classical music world, its arrangement offering a sustained E-flat chord which is held throughout the whole movement. In the 60s, Lamonte Young, the father of American minimal music, transferred the drone into the world of avant-garde composition and also connected it with his group Theater of Eternal Music to the electrified world of rock music. Today, there is even an own experimental genre called drone music. Troom's music is perceived in this particular genre. Stefan Kappe, one half of Troom, explains his definition of the drone. The drone is for me the construction of a special atmosphere. To describe it concretely, one would say that it is a tone which is played or sustained for a very long time. But besides that, I think that it also is about creating a spherical wall of sound. That means that it does not necessarily must be just one tone. It can be more, of course. Maybe it sounds a little exaggerated, but I believe that drones can lead you into another state of mind, because when it comes to pure sound, there is a lack of common musical parameters like rhythm, melody or harmony. That, what you can rationally understand, is gone. You just get washed away by a sound. And this is a very basic idea in our music, to be drawn away by a sound. Stefan Kappe and Martin Glitsch have worked under the name Troom since 1997. Before that, they were active in the vital German industrial scene with the influential trio Tree. Their music always had a strong emotional quality, conjured by thick walls of sound with hidden traces of melodic progressions, fantastically executed on their recent release Ives. Trum, meaning dream in old German, which is one of psychoanalysis' most important vehicles to venture into the unconscious mind, try to take this particular road too with their music. Therefore, the name Trum is also an abbreviation for tiefenmusik reaching our unconscious minds, whereas tiefenmusik is translated as music of the depths. Consequently, Trum tried to open the gates to the world of the unconscious, forging a path to the archaic. For me, a drone transports very fundamental emotions, which are, for example, experienced in a prenatal state of being. For example, the symbiosis of mother and child, or the experience of a disunion, or maybe all different kinds of basic emotions like aggression, anger and love. In a certain way our music is also very basic and the utilization of fundamental elements of sound and harmony is very accurately expressed in our compositions. Trums music is realized by a simple instrumental lineup. On their homepage and on their recent CD ives, the German duo stresses the fact that all of their tunes were made with analog equipment, rejecting the digital comfort of a computer. Guitar, bass, voice, even concrete sounds like field recordings or old vinyl crackles are used to evoke a transcendental listening experience. This kind of approach shouldn't be confused with a severe dogmatism. Martin Glitch and Stefan Kappe admire the direct and sensitive approach to an instrument, like a guitar for example, where the sonic outcome of a musical event is directed by the player, immediately heard and not absolutely calculated by a machine. They believe that this kind of procedure is a direct way to communicate emotion. It is very important for me to have a certain physical contact to the instrument and establish a connection between the sensitive feeling and its direct translation into sound. If I am working with a computer, it is not the same experience as if I would be playing an instrument. I am feeling its vibrations and have a direct relation to its sound. To time, people accuse Troom's music as being esoterical or even touching the corny territories of New Age music. Talking about transcendentalism and reaching the inner spheres of the mind by musical hypnosis, this kind of charge is understandable. But when it comes to production values, New Age music always relies on a very clean and polished sound, whereas Troom's drones, to state Martin Glitch, mostly have the right amount of dirt their compositions shifting between glacial soundscapes and raw, threatening walls of distorted sound particles, always finding a celestial equilibrium between those two poles. However, to say it in their own words, the music is dedicated to an unsurmountable emotion, which directly hits the listener and takes him away into unknown musical realms.
3: That was today's Radio Goethe magazine. Please find us and our free podcast online at radiogoethe.org. The podcast is also available through iTunes. Thanks for listening. I'm Arndt Peltner.
1: But the fool's caught it. My song, the code